Doctor. Now is not the time for fear. That comes later. Welcome to the 18th episode of the Chronicle News Dump, where we go through the hottest topics in the greater Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm area man Aaron Vantile, joined as always by dog sitter Eric Schwartz and regular contributor to the podcast now. The training oh, wheels it's are official. off. Yeah. It's official. Congratulations. Tiny Jackson Gardner is here. <laughs> uh, in, in, I think he should be yes. a junior member of the pod. Uh, yeah, junior contributor. Junior, and that would make you guys the se- senior senior, senior contributor. So senior uh, yes, contributors. Senior okay, host, okay. Uh, All right, fair enough. Whatever you would like to say. Uh, I did not write the show notes this week. Oh, Eric, sure you Eric did. Schwartz <laughs> took that over himself, and he has some takes on the governor's debate that we saw Tuesday night. He writes that Governor Jay Inslee is still licking his wounds after being <laughs> throttled by first-time debater and Republican challenger Lauren Culp. In a gubernatorial debate that had aides in the Democrats' corner ready to throw in the towel, as moderators and viewers alike grimaced uh, with each devastating blow landed by the tiny but mighty police chief from a public. Is he tiny? Uh, that was a, that was Inslee's line. So I was kind of stealing from him and using it as ammo. He called him a mini Trump a few times. Uh, he yeah. did, yes. Um, and I think he's I think he's shorter than Jay. Jay's a Jay's a baller. He's a basketball player. He's so a, he's he's a, he's a taller guy, yes. yeah. large and stature. Big drink yes. of water, some would say. Uh, yes. And so, gentlemen, what were your impressions from the gubernatorial debate, uh, Schwartz? I know you watched it with. Uh, with with bated breath, you were I, waiting I for the, the first blow to land in that slugfest. I mean, all it took was the opening statement by Lauren Culp, in my opinion. Um, in all seriousness, I think he did really, really, really well. I think a lot of people thought this uh, this is his first debate ever, at least uh, what the news coverage was saying. Um, so he's never debated anyone in his life, uh-huh. and um, he came in a career politician would-be three-term um, governor, former congressman Jay Inslee, who knows his way around these things. And I would, at, at most, call it a draw. Uh, interesting. Jackson, did you watch the debate? Yeah, I did. And I, I mean, I, I agree. I think you you do kind of have to give props to Lauren Culp, kind of assuming the fact that he's he's never, ever been in a debate. And you're kind of thinking, some maybe hoping that the gloves were really going to come off, and it never really got to that point it was pretty calm and and i mean they sure you know they took some shots at each other but there was nothing they had so much room to work with just because they disagree on everything yeah down to like the basic role of the governor it was it was a subdued debate given what we've seen lately in uh national debates definitely um the punches landed, but no flies did in this one. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, we learned a few things, like uh, Governor Inslee's great-grandmother was born in Republic. No, really. I did. I, I missed that. That part. was tacked on at the end. Yeah. You mentioned that. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, I wonder if she's getting visits from Antifa now. I, <laughs> I have a feeling she is uh, uh, no longer with us. Um, just doing a little quick math in my head there. She would probably have to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 years old. Sure. Um, there was a, there were some good lines. Here's one from Culp. He said, "You can't tell me that a barber with one customer in his store can't cut that person's hair safely and protect him and his customers, but a marijuana store in an abortion clinic or a big box store is okay to open with 100 or 200 people in it." And I think that's where he gets a lot of his support because people don't understand why that's been the case. Yeah, um, I don't know that there's 200 people in an abortion clinic at once. You don't know. Um, I, <laughs> you're true. That's right. I, I do not. Um, it's I also, true, but the big box store. 
Yeah, yeah, the big box store. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a valid point. Um, I was a little disappointed. Culp didn't get more into specifics on some of his policies when asked questions. Uh, there are a few questions he just brushed past. There's one on holding police officers accountable for crimes, and I think his opening response was that he didn't like the question and wanted specifics. Yeah, he got a little feisty there, and then he yeah. got a specific on the Yeah, and the like, if you're Culp, you have to expect that question's coming. You're a cop running for governor in a time where police are under scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and some would say fairly so. And to not really have a workshopped uh, response to that was a little surprising. You know, after all the rallies he's been to, you'd think he could have, you know, used it as like, a, like an open mic, preparation for this kind of thing. And there was... There wasn't really anything there, which was disappointing to see. Um, I think for him, too, he wants the attention to be on the, the other side, um, yeah. so to speak, when we're talking about these clashes in Portland and Seattle. So he, mm-hmm. I think he, he'd rather have a question on what are we going to do to, to bring in these rioters and get this yeah. to stop. But, but you're it, right. He should have had something. It, yeah, and it is because, I mean, you see, you've, we've seen him try and, and get asked questions about policing. It's like certainly not the first time where he's almost sort of seemed surprised by the question of, of you know, policing and how he sees yeah. how he thinks it should be handled so it is sort of like interesting that he doesn't really have any sort of timed out like now most politicians do they sort yeah. of have their spiel that they go into and every time someone puts him in that spot it's almost like he's not prepared yeah and, and it feels like the kind of question that should be you know like a fastball grooved at him like that's his one area of expertise right? that he Absolutely. could be able to you know maybe a- bring something to the table that nobody else has thought of that he's seen in his years in law enforcement and you know, there was just there was just nothing of substance there, really. On the other hand, uh, yes. Jay Inslee looked pretty flippity floppity when it came to the question about Chop, um, yes. as you will recall, and that's the I don't remember what's the acronym for for Chop. Capitol Hill occupied. I'll always remember it as Chaz, personally, but yeah, yeah, I, I real ones remember as the Chaz. Autonomous zone, Capitol Hill occupied protest. Yes, Chaz. but two two days or two or three days into that, um, when he was asked at a press conference way back when earlier in the summer, um, what he was going to do, he said he hadn't been briefed on it. And he'd have to talk to someone first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in this this case, he was like, well, of course I knew about it. <laughs> and so yeah. I was like wondering if he was not understanding the question. But uh, in any case, that that was not a great look for him. You know um, who looked great, though? Brandy Cruz. And that, I was, that moderating panel. What a bunch of bulldogs. Yeah, I was right. going to say, many people were uh, put in Twitter jail for being horny on Maine with Brandy Cruz. <laughs> <lines of laughs> questioning. Uh, it was she, Melissa Santos, too. It was uh, Essex Porter. The, um, the moderators did a great they job. They were fantastic. They were the yeah. stars. Uh, yeah, I was very impressed with the the four of them. I can't remember who the fourth one was. Uh, maybe, was, it a, was it Austin Jenkins on there? Uh, it sounds TV right, but I don't, I don't it. I'm not sure if he was there or not, but... You know, yeah, the moderators did a very nice job, um, and many, many people were commenting how impressed they were. With On both sides of the aisle, too. I saw uh, House Minority Leader J.T. Wilcox, the yeah. lead Republican in the legislature, said, you know, to the effect of, in case you were wondering if we had a robust press corps, watch that debate, and you'll know that we still do. Um, so... Uh, hat tip to them because that is an impossible job I think the higher you go it is yes mostly a thankless job you'll see very few people uh, commenting on the national debates that oh the moderators did a great job it's always well the moderators right. did it to the other guy's <laughs> side in both sides as well it'll yeah. like uh, with Chris Wallace uh, you had criticism from Democrats and Republicans just saying he was terrible when yeah. really I think there was just some terrible behavior so you can do <laughs> on the stage. Somebody's shouting over or a dealt with bad hand, yeah. 
Yeah. What do you think, um, uh, and I'll hold you guys to this on election night, what will Lauren Culp's Hall be here in Lewis County by percentage? Oh, in Lewis County? Yeah. Probably looking at 70, 72. Yeah. 70 or 72, I need a number. Uh, you know, I'll go 72. We put money I think, on this? I, I think I'm going to go 75, 25 on the dot, because I remember if, I might be mistaken, but looking at uh, the primary numbers, it was Damn close to seventy five twenty five in terms of, uh, um, or just Republican yeah, to yeah. to Democrats. So. Yeah, you guys are right in there. I'm. I'm. You say seventy five. I'm going seventy five. That was what I was going to say. So I will. Uh, I will seventy six. I'll Ooh, go seventy six. Oh, yeah. okay. That's impossible. Let me get, let me go back. I'm gonna go seventy three. Wow. All right. <laughs> Middleman Schwartz walking, walking back and taking real time. <laughs> All right, so that is Governor Talk. Surely the last time we will discuss such a thing. Uh, this is a good time to mention we are planning a election night podcast. So if you don't Ooh. feel like reading the results on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere else on the Internet, turning on the radio or anything, you can wait until perhaps 10 o'clock at night. And then we will start recording and by 11 on a work night, <laughs> we will have this uploaded and you can hear our instant reactions to all of the elections. All of them, yeah. Which will definitely all be settled that night with no margin of error or <laughs> conflict uh, following those. At up. least we're here in the Chronicle World Headquarters podcast bunker where if uh, riots do break out outside our doors we can we can lock up. Yes. We've got a we've got a refrigerator in here. It's somewhat stocked. It's a very uh, it's such a building that if people walk by they would already assume it was abandoned. <laughs> so I think we'll be safe for a while until the second or sure, possibly third wave comes Surely through. they won't come for the journalists. <laughs> no. I don't think we're, we're very riot-proof uh, <laughs> here at Chronicle. Uh, yes, I can tell you from experience, nobody could possibly prick into this airtight building. <laughs> so, moving on, Lewis County's mayors have called to lift restrictions despite public health pleas. Uh, I was not aware we had mayor's meetings held by the Lewis County Commissioners yeah. on, was this this Friday? Last Friday? Last this week. Friday? Last Friday? Yeah, last uh, let's see. Despite multiple outbreaks, the recent announcement of the county's highest weekly total of new COVID cases and health officials pleased just days prior to take pandemic restrictions seriously. Some mayors pushed back, calling for restrictions to be lifted. Uh, Centralia Mayor Sue Lund said, even when everyone's wanting to blast out these cases every day, I think we need to start moving to normal. Irregardless, not a word of all these COVID cases, we need to move forward and just stop wallowing in it. My faith in our readers was restored in the comments to this story. Not for any reason you might expect. Um, she got lambasted for the use of the word irregardless. <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to cut you. I'm going to cut you both off right there because I picked up on that part of the, on the story as well. The use of irregardless, and I looked at. Uh, uh, Merriam-Webster's uh, definition <laughs> of irregardless, added? and it is a word. It is, in fact, a word that receives Boo. a lot of criticism. Yes, yes, a lot of controversy with that word. I've just <laughs> muted Jackson's <laughs> mic. Did uh, you kill his mic? Oh, yeah, that's Jackson's, wonderful. Jackson's mic it has been muted. Guys, We're not going to listen to that. That's, so. that's garbage. You, you bring a millennial into the, the pod <laughs> studio, and this is what you get. Hey, toting. I'm just delivering the facts, guys. I'm sorry. I, you're still on mute. <laughs> 
Uh, most mayors attended via Zoom. Uh, Winlock Mayor Brandon Svensson was the only in-person attendee to defy... Uh, Winlock just stays winning. Um, to defy health recommendations by not wearing a mask. Svensson said his decision to not wear a mask is a personal choice. Uh, anyway, let's see... He said, so, I just don't feel it's necessary. I know lots of people who wear them and get migraines, and they've actually gotten sore throats and medical issues from wearing one. And I like that the uh, reporter on this, Claudia Yaw, um, included a nice little note. According to the Cleveland Clinic, individuals are at risk of getting sore throats if they do not wash their masks. So you well, should well, not. the Cleveland yeah, Clinic you, know? you, should be, you should be cleaning that up. But I had, I had a problem with one of his, not a problem, but I, I really disagreed with one of his quotes later in the story. Um, Let's see here. He said, in voicing his frustrations, Svensson said those sick with COVID-19 should already be staying home anyway, are largely retired anyway, and are kind of out of the mix. Mm. What is what? <laughs> He's saying they they're old. <laughs> like, that's Elaborate. what I'm pretty sure they're saying. Um, but I don't want to mock their, uh, their position here because it's one that's probably shared by the majority of our readership here at the Chronicle. If, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, people do want things open. They do want things yeah. like these... Restrictions relaxed, obviously. Yeah. Nobody's like, oh, man, boy, I wish I wish this pandemic would keep on forever. I never want to leave the house, except me. Um, well, remember Bobby uh, Jackson, Commissioner Bobby Jackson, just a few weeks ago with that uh, that speech where he said, I just want this to be over, man. Yeah, just want uh, to be not, done. not exactly a, a hot take. So anyway, uh, yeah, that was the Lewis County mayors coming out against COVID restrictions. And it was unfortunate timing. We have had three deaths in the past week, I believe, um, to take yeah. our total to eight. And then two weeks ago was our highest weekly total, which I think she noted here in the story of COVID cases in a single week. So, like, the recent times are the worst times of the pandemic so far here locally. It is worth noting that our, you know, like this, you know, sort of the metric that the state uses, the per 100,000 in like the 14 day stretch, ours is among the highest in the state uh, at like 125, I think, as of like Friday or Thursday mm -hmm. of uh, cases per 100,000. So new cases per 100,000. Mm -hmm. So it's not looking ideal from the way the state is viewing Lewis County as well. All right. And more on coronavirus restrictions. Inslee rolls back some business restrictions. Well, this was an obvious move just before the debate, in my opinion. Came one day before the debate with Culp. Um, ease, ease restrictions a little bit. I was questioning it because in the same week, he had one press conference saying, you know, hey, things are getting a, lot, a little worse pretty quickly here. And then the, like, the next day, it was like, you guys are doing great. I'm going to go ahead and reduce these restrictions. So yeah. I, I thought the timing was a little suspect. And it didn't do a whole lot either. You can, um, if you're a restaurant or bar, you can now stay up until 11 rather Ooh. than 10. Um, for serving drinks anyways. Um, I think the capacity for phase two maybe was a little more um, impacted, but we're phase three and we've been there for a while. So yeah, um, but no change in phases though for anybody. You're stuck in your phase. All right. Uh, what were you guys doing last weekend? I don't know. It seemed like a personal question. Out <laughs> trashing signs, were you? Oh, boy, there it is. Oh, in Centralia, good, good signs that read, Black Lives Matter, Rural Americans Against Rural... Why is rural You got so it? Rural. rural Americans Against Racism, Anti-Racist, and campaign signs for County Commissioner candidate Sean Swope were vandalized. Yeah, yeah. So, so Jackson, were you on this? Yes, I was. Wow, guilty. All, <laughs> all right, no. A lot of signs getting vandalized over that weekend. And I, from what it sounds like, a lot of, uh, you know, suspects and or potential suspects. However, 
and it's noted in the story, no one really saw it as a big of an issue to bring it to the police's attention. It was kind mm-hmm. of something that's just kind of like, ah, that's really bothersome. But yeah. it wasn't really something that police were notified about, so they didn't really have much to add. It happens uh, every year, too. You know, and I'm yeah, I mean, I think when you're in sort of this election time, like most of the people I talked to that had their, uh, you know, yard signs vandalized, it's like the third time it's happened. It's kind of just like... Yeah. You know what, what? What am I supposed to do at this point? Like, what do you? What, what would have? What would you guys do if, say, you put up a uh, the, say, a Sean Swope sign, and it gets torn down and destroyed, and then you go up the next day and put up an end of fun sign, and it gets destroyed? <laughs> <laughs> would you just give up? Uh, like, well, I don't know why you would do that, anyways. Are you referring to experiment. destroying signs or putting signs up in the first? Place? A little of both. <laughs> The only sign I've ever put up was uh, when Jerry Lord ran for commissioner several several years back, and I did uh, yeah. so ironically. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably get Jerry to uh, to come on the. We could just record from his store. Is he right at the counter? Yeah. Uh, there is like I, I want a, a caveat in the story. I think, if unless I'm wrong, Jackson. So the political signs getting destroyed, I think, was a little different than the Black Lives Matter and the Rural yeah. Americans Against Racism signs. That is true. So yeah, so there was a reported sort of caravan of cars that sort of drove down through uh, Tower Ave, I think, Saturday afternoon. And mm-hmm. I've actually been told that this was not the first time this No, it's happened. not. It it's is the, the drag, time. the interstate, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where they sort of meet up at uh, Yardbirds and then drive down through to Olympia, something like that. Oh, yes. We were savaged on Twitter for not attending the first one, and uh, so far, so good on the second one. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> there was also a drag tower uh, parade the other day too for campaigning for Obama that you guys missed. Oh really? Oh. No, there's a Subaru with an Obama sticker. Ah, and, gotcha. You know, I, single vehicle, <laughs> single vehicle caravan. <laughs> it counts. But yeah, apparently someone in that came out at uh, uh, Santa Lucia Coffee. Yeah, downtown, yeah. And she's had a hell of a time with those signs. Well, yeah, no, I mean she was prepared. She had them fastened down to her fence, so they kind of got you know roughed up a little bit, but they didn't get stolen or anything like that. So. Um, and then, you know, not included in the story, but uh, Edna Fund had a lot of problems with her signs as well. Mm-hmm. She had emailed me and reached out and sort of let, filled me in on that, too. Um, but, yeah, sounds like a lot of people, yard signs, people are after them. In other yeah. sign news, and this is breaking because it hasn't oh. been broken yet. All right. The Lollipop Guild put their sign back up today. Oh. I saw it on Facebook a little bit earlier, the... Uh, Lewis County welcomes everyone sign uh-huh. um, that got torn down. I believe we talked about it a few weeks ago. It's back up. So what do you guys think? How long is it going to stay there? I think they should put up a trail cam or something. Maybe they did. Yeah, yeah maybe they did. I think uh, I think they're probably this time is a little more planned, a little more organized mm-hmm. uh, for some uh, even do mischief. What I did when I couldn't afford a home uh, security system, I would just find a sign somewhere for a home and security so you would system, steal and a you sign? you put it in your front yard. <laughs> You would steal a sign and prop it up in your front yard. No, I wouldn't steal. I said find. That oh, was very, oh, oh. very you clearly found it find. In the neighbor's yard. Right. But now, yes. now my home is quite secure. I mean, right. I wonder if you could go to one of those places, you know, one of those home security places, and just like, can I just get the, the sign? I just, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want that. There's value in it. Yeah. The whole little maybe, industry. Maybe 15, like, 20 bucks? I don't, I don't they know. They like wait for another customer to leave, and they're like, yeah, like we, we don't actually sell. So it's <laughs> like, here's a sign, 50 bucks. <laughs> We had one complaint on the article, Jackson, and that wasn't your fault. Said the article talks about BLM and uh, Rural Americans Against Racism signs, but uses a CULP sign for the image. So online, our story was accompanied by a CULP sign being 
cut in half. Well, yes. Anyways, well, I right. think it was just addressing it. I think it was addressed in the story that <laughs> multiple signs of different sort of political affiliations were uh, were vandalized over the weekend. So I feel I re- like I you know what my, I reject that criticism. <laughs> I think campaign signs should have to have a price tag on them. Like if the if the cam- if the candidate is requiring supporters to pay to purchase a sign, it should have a permanently affixed price tag on it. I don't think they do, do they? I think they just hand them, them out them based do. on location. Some of them, like I've heard people say they've had to pay for signs for certain candidates. Do it for like a don- donation though, right? Yeah, but still, like... Campaign it should donation. Have a, it should like, a, like a public disclosure kind of thing. Yeah. Like every sign's got five bucks, ten bucks. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Edna, she, she let me know. She, she's out 400 bucks because of all the signs that... Um, that's no good. Yeah, you know, that's no... It's obviously no fun. No, no. Uh, one more thing on that. I read a national story over the weekend. I can tell you nothing about it other than the details. A uh, Trump supporter got sick of someone stealing his sign, so he affixed a bunch of razor blades on the bottom. And long story oh short, a city worker went to move it, and now it's getting like something like 12 to 15 stitches. Oh. So wow. well, it, it worked. Yeah. If, I, you, if you're listening out there, candidates. Fight City Hall. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the commissioners, Lewis County commissioners voted to approve salary increases for other elected officials in a split vote on Tuesday with Commissioner Bobby Jackson voting to deny the adjustment, which was recommended by the Citizen-Led Salary Commission, which we have discussed at length previously on this very podcast. Um, <clears throat> so last month, the issue proved contentious as county commissioners were legally required to accept their 10% raise, but voted 2-1 to deny the same increase to other elected officials. Uh, some elected officials were speaking out against it. Warren McLeod was one of them. Some were speaking in favor of it. I believe Diane Dory was the, the yes. one we'd mentioned. She wasn't the only one, but yeah, she was one no. of them. Um, so anyway, it would have covered, would have been the first cost of living adjustment those officials saw since 2014. Um, so anyway, yes, the raises went through. It was all it's much a ten percent raise, right? I mean, it's yeah. quite a bit of money, and they already make really good money. And I'm on the record as saying that no one should have gotten a raise in a pandemic or ever, right? But they're they they're, they're yeah, the budget isn't as Anybody. bad as they thought it would be, but still. And the voter who switched on this, by the way, and to make it a two one was was at the fund. Um, and I have to give a shout out to a commenter here at Cronline.com. This is this is Fiat Trucker. Um, he says, I'm sure Sean will appreciate the pay adjustment with his family and all. A very nice goodwill gesture to the new board members come 2021. <laughs> little barb there. You burned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a clarifying letter to the editor. Clarifying? Debunking? It says debunking. I'm not sure if that's a headline oh, the editorial staff here added or... I don't know either. Uh, anyway... <clears throat> It is about the September 30th letter to the editor from Dan Dory about the Lewis County Courthouse and the bomb threat and the commissioners uh, leaving the scene. Um, the issue that will determine the fate of the county come November 3rd. Definitely. Uh, so, anyway, this, uh, this letter to the editor says, I was told, just like a fire earthquake drill... Uh, protocols were, fi- or were followed. The evacuation was orderly. The building was secured. Two employees volunteered to remain upstairs in the 911 center to monitor calls. Once the county employees were safe in the designated evacuation area, county manager Eric Martin, who is the captain now, took charge of the situation. He told the commissioners that the situation was under control, that he would call or text them with any updates in the situation before they left the parking lot. Then before noon, the all-clear was sounded by the sheriff's office, and workers were allowed back into the building. 
There you go. That's from Tom Krausen. He is the chair of the Lewis County Board of Equalization, so he does work with the county, in the county. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the you know the saying that Eric Martin took charge really validates the Chronicle Editorial Board's successful push for a county manager position, mm-hmm. because otherwise, I think the commissioners would have done the exact same thing <laughs> and just hopped in their cars and left, <laughs> and uh, it, you know we'd just be sitting here in some some different altered reality. Yes, yes. So I'm glad we have uh, even more information on this contentious <laughs> issue of... In fairness, I just wanted to put it in there because we, we spent a lot of time on that letter the first time. So. Scaregate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suspected there was more to that uh, that story than just the county commissioners just <laughs> running off. I still choose to believe the, the first version. The office style and the, you know, <laughs> yes. the fire. Uh, let's see. Uh, Scripps programs have been a hot topic on this podcast and as it would appear, nowhere else. But <laughs> It's because we've cornered the market. No one can do it as well. Uh, Vader has created Little Falls Loot Script Program with CARES Act funding. And this all originated in Tonino. We've got to always give them credit, credit to the OG. Mm-hmm. Uh, they first made their own script, um, Wooden Money, back in the Great Depression, fired it back up for the pandemic. Centralia tried it for a little bit. Um, now Vader's doing it. What I find interesting about Vader's is everybody in the town can get some of this. It's oh. not a, there's no poverty level or anything like that. Um, they received $30,000 total. Let's see. You can use the money at Daily's Mini Storage, uh, Fine Polo Construction and Restoration, The Hop Shop, J&G's Grocery, Little Crane Cafe, Parwell Farms, and Promise Farms. So you can get some, some vegetables or pay a month's rent at your storage unit. Or uh, have some things fixed. Yeah, the there's a grocery company. store and a restaurant there. You can burn through that money, what's, no problem. What's the hop shop? But I, I feel like there is sort of on like a, a communication level with these programs. Like it might be lacking. Like the people who would really benefit from these probably don't necessarily know they. Actually but I think that's exist. only the case for Centralia so far because Tenino's has gone really, really well, exceptionally well because no one. Like the businesses that are getting them, if they're getting them, aren't bringing them back to the city for cash. Yeah, they're just holding on to them, so it's it's free money. It's yeah. just like creating money out of thin air. Yeah. I have I have learned what the hop shop is. Yeah, what is the hop it's shop? It's a bouncy castle rental place. Oh really? Oh. So you know, five or six people in the neighborhood get their scripts together and rent a bouncy castle for a while. <laughs> what a deal! Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome, man. That's great. Great for the people Having a rough of Vader. Go, you know. <laughs> Brighten up your Sunday with you know what, an hour with ninety minutes of a bouncy house, bouncy castle. They're fair. such a tiny town; they didn't have any expenditures for COVID. Like mm-hmm. the bigger you get, the more expenditures you're going to have for that program. So they they literally have to burn it by the end of November. You know, get through that money, or else it goes back. So good on Vader. The hop shop's going to be doing numbers. Oh yeah, yeah. It's going to be it's going to be like the fifties Vader. Uh, we have a headline here that you've thrown in that just says murder <laughs> hornets enter slaughter phase. There's I didn't no have link. time to investigate this one. I just saw the headline in the Times, and uh, apparently it's that time of the year uh, for murder hornets. So they've been finding them up in Whatcom County. I don't remember how many they have, something mm-hmm. like five. Um, but that time where they're going to leave their nests and go attack bees and kill them all and yeah. steal their larvae, and it, it's a very, very terrible thing. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've heard it's like, you know... Just everything, just yeah, dead. They're off, yeah. like just going to just a ravaged village. That's why the New York Times called them murder hornets? We didn't come up with that. They yeah, used to just be the, the Asian not giant the preferred hornet. nomenclature. Uh, <laughs> and I was actually told this when someone very erroneously thought that a murder hornet had reached Lewis County. Um, it was just a bee. 
It was just no. It was a very large bee. It was a very yes. large bee, but it was. It was a wood hornet, right? Yes, wood wasp. Yeah. Oh, wood wow. wasp, but wood yeah. wasp. Um, Asian giant hornet is yes. the preferred term. The uh, Northwest media didn't mess that up. That was all the New York Times. They got their grubby <laughs> hands on it, and they were like, "Let's give it a nickname," and yeah. they called it murder hornet. Just but, irresponsible. I don't yeah. know. I've read other stories that said they're going to be up and down the West Coast if they can't find a way to 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 wrangle them. So well, might that's just, be just what we need. I always hate the description because they say that they're about as large as an adult thumb. <laughs> it's like that's so, that's large. That's you know, quite big. I mean, I hope they're talking like my thumb and not like Shaq's thumb because big difference. <laughs> well, he's more of an adult than you. Yeah, it's true. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jamie Herrera Butler and Carolyn Long squared off in a debate. I don't want to I... say too much about that one. I posted the Colombian story over the weekend just because I like to keep the the internet fresh. Um, mm-hmm. But we are going to have a uh, better version, I will, I will say that, from Claudia oh. Yaw oh. um, in Tuesday's edition of the paper. But they did debate virtually, and uh, it got highly confrontational, according to the Colombian. So I'm really looking forward to, to Claudia's take. All right. So, uh, yeah, look for that. Did Claudia watch the debate? Oh, yeah. No, no, she didn't watch it. She just decided to uh, pull it all out of thin air. Uh, this may surprise you, but during my time as a sports writer, I did not actually watch every single game. Oh, yes. <laughs> but this was about, yeah, this was about the debate. You know, maybe uh, I got a call once from someone at the Ramtha School of Enlightenment up in Yelm. This is uh, Squally Valley News. Mm-hmm. And they asked me if I had gotten their mind message. And I had to tell them on the phone that I did not get their mind message well, yet. Well, what is a phone call but a mind message? <laughs> <laughs> she had been sending them out to me in earnest, and I was not receiving them. I yeah. think that's something wrong with me that's and not wrong with the school of mind that. issues. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you just got to get your mind voicemail set up. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, the mailbox is full. Um, no, we're back with more news on the Portison. Do we really commission. have to? We're getting brutalized. <laughs> we're I back. Just, I just want to see what the comment is. It says, what does the job pay? Is there an urgency to fill the position before January 1st when potentially the BOCC will have new members? Hey, we brought this up. Hate to see this go to a political crony. It should go to someone with demonstrated savvy to court new business and jobs. And you clarified off mic before the podcast that I would actually be ineligible for this because I do not live in Fort's Prairie. Right, right. It, well, not in Fort's Prairie specifically. I just meant directionally it's that way. So My it's interest not on in the position is waning. <laughs> we had a couple hot letters to the editor on the, the issue over the week. I'm trying to find them here. One of them was titled, uh, Could Sean Swope Be in the Port of Centralia's Back Pocket? Mm. And this one mm. was, uh, and I'll probably mispronounce her name, but this was from Jan Benovich. Mm-hmm. Um, she has she has criticized this podcast in the comments, and she's we totally understand. She's accurate. This this podcast is irresponsible. Yes, well, I agree. Well, I appreciate I appreciate her listening, and I appreciate her writing a letter to the editor. Those are two very civic minded things. Yes. I encourage you to go check out her letter to the editor at cronline.com. Um, and she was just writing about various contributions to. Um, Swope from people over at the port. And then there was another one um, from former port commissioner Matt Evans um, that I also thought was very interesting, kind of from the other side, um, just uh, kind of saying what I was saying last week, that we're, we're really going to let commissioners who have fought with the port in the past um, choose the direction in the future. Yes. Um, so I would like you to check out that letter as well. Check out all our letters. Yeah. They're all great. Uh, business feature roundup. What do we got as far as business features go this week? Um, let's see. I will pull it up here because I, I didn't know that was going to be on this week's. It's on every week's. 
Oh, you, you, you. This should not be a surprise. I really liked uh, the one on Saturday over the weekend. The headline from Eric Trent is Get Coffee, Insurance, and Taxes All Done at Cafe Aroma. I don't know how to say that. Aromas? Is this Aromas? It's Aroma with a Z on it. Is that in Toledo? Yeah, in Toledo. I stopped in there. I did not get my taxes done, but I had coffee. Yeah, it was a really, really cool story. I mean, not your your average business feature. He had a couple interesting ones. The other one he did was um, the Reiki Ranch. Offers alternative energy healing for physical and emotional pain. I believe that's out in your neck of the woods, um, or your former neck of the woods. It's on Bunker Creek Road. Oh, yeah. That's, um, that's definitely an ad, though. Yeah. It's a healing school. So oh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one we've had so far this week is just a big, broad look at pumpkin patches from Karina Stanton. It was a really good roundup of where to get yourself a pumpkin. It looks like Karina also has a story coming on A Pretty Place. A pretty place. Yes. Uh, let's see. It looks like a intimate gathering venue in downtown Chehalis. Oh, well, that sounds nice. Yes. I, it, it, did you think I was just talking about my home? Yes, I did, actually. <laughs> are, you, are you dipping into the unedited folder and looking towards I am, Tuesday's yeah. edition? Yeah, I oh. remember how these things work. Oh, excellent. So that is our business feature roundup, which brings us to Facebook comments of the week. I've only got one or two. Well. Let's see what we have. What did I... Uh, 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 uh. Oh, these are just screenshots of various tweets. I'm glad you prepared so well for this um, podcast <laughs> and that you take it so seriously. Uh, this is a <laughs> yeah. This uh, this is a comment on something. I can't remember. If it was a letter to the editor or what about airport preparation for Toledo? Oh uh, yeah, that kind of thing. The they comment were... was the comment was just what do I think? Calling BS. When I was young, I would look to the sky and see flights out of SeaTac heading. South, north, east, and all over. Also west, probably. <laughs> now I'm lucky to see a single plane in the air. Enough with you communists and Nazis. Freedom to travel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're uh, if that's like a parody or if that's like serious. Because it was about the, the commissioners put themselves on a long shot list, which I think Stamper described as hitting the lottery four times in a row with the same numbers or something <laughs> yeah. like that. It, that would have put a big, big, giant airport down in South County. But it is not happening. We have been bumped off the list. Well, the communists and Nazis prevented it. They win. They win again. Uh, yeah. So usually, usually those two uh, terms are used slang at one another, not to just in tandem. Just like, is he just, <laughs> it's everybody's fault. The, the, the communists and the Nazis are teaming up now. The planes uh, are no longer flying. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, the lack of flights has something to do with something other than communists and Nazis. But who am I? I'm not an aeronaut. Uh, let's see. Sirens banger of the week. Oh, absolute oh. banger. A naked man arrested after allegedly entering stranger's house. Oh, yes, let's make fun of a mentally Let ill he man here. Who has not <laughs> <laughs> ditched their clothing and entered uh, mistakenly entered a stranger's home, cast the first burn. We don't need to read his name here. He was a 48-year-old Centralia man, and it was 1245 in the morning, 2100 block of Southwest Olympic Drive. That would just be terrifying. Yeah. yeah. He did try and make the case that it was, in fact, his house that he was in. Um, but I think you can you can probably imagine how well that argument went. Actually, this is my house. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe, maybe, maybe you know. I mean, yeah, if you know, someone says you suck. No, you <laughs> suck. I mean, it's it's the perfect it's the perfect argument. You know, this isn't your house. Yes, it is. You're in my house. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> exactly. 
All right, uh, another one. Man held at gunpoint for PlayStation controller. Uh, I'll let you gamers figure that one out. I just I'm going to skip all the way ahead, and then Jackson can explain the situation because he wrote a story on it as well. Yeah. Um, but my favorite part of that story was after the guy got his PlayStation controller stolen. Police were speaking with him when he repeated reportedly got a message from Rob List, the the, the assaulter, saying, "You better not snitch." That 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 was the. <laughs> was he like hiding in the bushes <laughs> watching him talk to the cops? <laughs> just like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but you know, remarkable timing. But that was the anecdote, the one pretty great anecdote from that story. That uh, it's just a weird one. Yeah, it wasn't a real gun as well. Um, obviously, the person being robbed did not know that at the time. Uh-huh. Um, police found him. Uh, jumping out or getting it crawling out of a window from his residence when they were making contact with him. Uh, but someone that the Shayless PD has had multiple problems with and, and is uh, when I was at his court hearing, they were making a strong plea to get him some help. So yeah. that's positive. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I the, none of it made sense. I thought surely when I saw the sirens item that man held at gunpoint for PlayStation controller, I was like, Junior pod associates screwed the pooch again. (laughs) Something here is not right. Yeah, yeah. And no, that is exactly what it was. It was valued. He was going to sell it to him for twenty five bucks. It wasn't. Yeah, screaming deal. Screaming deal. I don't know. It's not the the going price of the. Yeah, I got I got a PlayStation. Those things run for like sixty sixty forty bucks. I mean twenty five bucks. That's that's a solid deal right there. You take that. Hey, you could call it good right there. (laughs) You made it like a bandit. Well, almost. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> any other good crime? I had this other one. We hadn't made it to cronline.com yet. Can you tell us anything about this headline, oh, Jackson? Yeah, yeah. So we've got two men who agreed to work as informants for Jaina arrested a week later during an alleged drug deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so they, it. so two guys um, who had got caught up, you know, were in possession. I believe it was heroin. Uh, had agreed to work with Jaynet to help them out because you know that's. They make sources with people in the area, and that's how they figure these kinds of things out. And even within days, did not contact or you know reconnect with Jaynet, and they were trying to find them. You know, they found out they were hiding out in Nome, Alaska. They staged a drug deal to. That's the best part is these two informants who go. Yes. <laughs> they got set up by a third informant. <laughs> From Janet. So they are, they're all informants in this room. They're all for just ratting each other out. Yeah, you know, it's uh, the, the informant scene, man. It's, Is it just like the three there's of not them a lot like of love shouting lost at each other so they can be heard on the wire? Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you have drugs? <coughs> Specifically $20 worth of heroin, Mitchell? <laughs> Something like that. I mean, oh, you know. Cool. You know they're you know wired up. You know there's I, it's not the, certainly not the first time I've seen uh, some JNet informants kind of you know wander off from their assignments or anything. like I'm that. happy we have JNet. JNet does incredible work. There, anytime you see a massive drug bust on the freeway, it's it's nine times out of ten going to be yeah. There and JNet. well, I actually saw well, a little preview for a story that will come up on Tuesday. There was another bust that they had done that was a similar timing as this one. Um, uh, a pretty, I think it was upwards of a pound of heroin. That, and they believe that one of the deaths, that one of the heroin overdose deaths that were that have came out of the county was uh, being sold from this guy who had it. Although it had been passed from you know dealer to dealer, that this is where it had come from. So, well, you know, 
kind of interesting little anecdote there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. All right. Uh, anything else we need to cover, gentlemen? I don't think so. I'm uh, really glad we were able to, to get this 18th episode, despite your attempting to take a dive at the last minute and leave Jackson and I hanging. <clears throat> you know, I knew you couldn't do it without me. Um, <laughs> so I decided at the last minute I would make it a priority. <clears throat> As everybody knows, back. this podcast is the most important thing in my life. <laughs> so with that... It's sad because it's <clears throat> true. How was your vacation? Uh, it was good. Went to Seaside. Uh, we had mm-hmm. a lovely time. Did you get Jackson and I anything? No, I didn't. Ouch. I Ouch. stopped. You know what? I stopped wow. at the the Rogue Ale House, and I have some beer. I will each give you each one of those. I'll give right. you a, a one pack. One <laughs> pack for each. Of you. How thoughtful. Yeah, you know, I had you guys in mind the whole time. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know what? A four pack for me, and a one pack for for my friends. Deal. <laughs> so with that, we will catch you next Sunday on News Dump.